You are listening to the Hope Church Weekly Message Podcast. Hope Church is located in Cleveland, Texas and meets on Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. Pastor Todd and the preaching team desire for this message to bring life in a dark world. For more information about Hope Church, visit HopeChurchCleveland.com. So one thing that we really are passionate about here at Hope Church is building up the next generation of pastors. You know, one thing that that we've got to understand in our world is that the one profession that's rapidly aging, you may not know that because you've got a young specimen of a pastor here today. Uh, uh, Even though every every day I wake up, I see more gray hairs in my beard and I'm like, my wife's like, can I just pluck those out? I was like, no, that's my wisdom. Don't take it away from me. Uh, (laughs) One day it'll just be all white and it'll be okay. It'll be okay. Um, but we're, we're passionate about building up the next generation. And we, we, we take on pastoral interns. Uh, and I had a young, what was it about? How long have you been here, Justin? I need to check this before I do my story. You've been here five years? About five years ago, uh, there was a young 19-year-old, wet behind the ears, whippersnapper, Justin Moore, uh, that, that walked into here and said he wanted to be a youth intern. Uh, which is great news to me because I don't have to deal with youth interns. Uh, they leave me alone. It's, a, it's great. Uh, but, but the Lord kept bringing Justin into my path. And about three years ago, he became my personal intern. And then it just kind of went downhill from there. Uh, and now he's on staff. Uh, and so, you know, one thing we're excited about is building up pastors for the next generation, because if we're going to plant churches, if we're going to spread the word of God, one thing that you have to have is what? Pastors. And the only way pastors learn is to, is to do what? Preach. <laughs> Pastoring everything else, you figure out school of hard knocks. You figure out preaching the school of hard knocks too. Just ask Mel. Mel was there when I first started preaching. He'll be happy to tell you it was terrible. Uh, I don't know that it's gotten any better. Wasn't that bad? You know, it keeps improving every time I ask you that. <laughs> He's just getting soft as, as he gets older, right? So you all give a nice Hope Church welcome to Pastor Justin Moore. How's everybody doing? Good. Y'all awake? Yes. So who in here has a family? Everybody should probably be raising their hand. Um, You know, whether it's uh, actual family, work family, church family, we all have a family of some sort. And I'm blessed to have each one of those. But one of those is my personal family. If you know me, I'm not really that close to my family. It's not because I don't want to be. It's just the way our family works. Don't know why. Can't understand why. The last several years, I've really only been close to my brother, my dad, my sister-in-law. And now, now, thankfully, last year, I've talked to my grandma again. And there's a huge reason why we didn't talk before that. So every time we have Thanksgiving or Christmas, whether I go to Abby's family or my brother's, we go somewhere. But outside of that, just Abby's family is very, very close. My family, we have that select few Select, select few. So what I'm saying is there's, there's people in here that are doubting whether they feel that, that, that need that they don't have a family, that 
that need where they, they feel not included. Well, you have a church family here that loves you very much. And I can say from being here for five years, four, four, five years ago I was here on this platform coming back from youth camp talking about youth camp. And I remember the students talking because they were forced to talk. <laughs> but it was a good thing. <laughs> but it's a good thing. And what I'm saying is, is that when you give God everything, all 100%, your life will be transformed. From five years ago to now, I wouldn't think I'd be preaching here. I wouldn't. If you asked, anybody, if you asked Pastor Todd or Pastor Ethan, they probably would tell you that I probably wouldn't have thought about this, but they knew more. They knew that I was going to be up here. So what I'm saying today is that we each have a calling. Now, we're, I'm preaching out of, my main verse is Luke chapter 8, verses 19 to 21. And what I want to tell you all today is, and I was contemplating this whole message. I really was. And then I went to a gas station this morning, and I actually spoke my message to a cashier for eight minutes. <laughs> well, I told her about Hope Church, and she knew about Hope Church, so let's, let's, let's pray for her. Um, Let's pray that she should start coming, and it's at the easy mark. Um, but that, that taught me to know that, you know, God's faithfulness, he's always here. And any time we doubt, he always shows. He, always, he shows off, but he shows off in the way that we can, never, we can never do. In Luke 8, 19 to 21, it says, Now Jesus' mother and brothers came to see him, but they were not able to get near him because of the crowd. Someone told him, your mother and brothers are standing outside wanting to see you. He replied, my mother, my mother and brothers are those who hear God's word and put it into practice. Now, throughout the service, remember, put into practice. Just remember that. Can you say put into practice? Put into practice. Thank you. <laughs> you know, he wasn't, he wasn't disobeying his mom, mother. He wasn't disobeying her. What he was saying, and I had to keep on rubbing my mind, keep thinking. I was like, what is he saying? What is Jesus saying? And he's saying that at the end of the day, pa- quote Matt, uh, Pastor Ethan, <laughs> you know, what are, what are we truly doing for the kingdom of God? Are we really a part of God's family? Are we really part of God's family? He stated that his affiliation with those who hear the word of God and put it into practice is like a family relationship. So when you put it in when you put it into practice, not only when you listen, but when you hear, you're doing the Word of God. But what he's saying is that you need to put it into practice. Just because you go to church, just because you believe in Him, doesn't mean you're a Christian. You have to put it into practice. Whether that's talking to someone at a gas station and just showing God's love, that is putting it into practice. It doesn't sound like it, but it is. Because love is God. God is love. So the Word must be put into practice. Put into practice. So my title of this message is, Are We Doing What We Are Called to Do? And I was contemplating the title of this. <laughs> I was like, how does this make sense? But I was like, God called us to love on people. God called us to put him first. God, God called us to make disciples. My first point says, we must place God first in everything. I'm reading out of the NIV. It's Matthew chapter 10 through 37, 39. I think 36 is up there, but that's fine. Um, it says, anyone who loves their father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves their son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever does not take up the cross and follow me is not worthy of me. 
Whoever finds their life will lose it, and whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. A true disciple must take his cross and follow Jesus. See, I love my beautiful wife, and I will do absolutely anything for her. But if we don't place God first in our marriage, our marriage will be rocky. If we don't place God before our finances, there's going to be troubles. If we don't place God first in our church, there's going to be rocky problems. If we don't place God first in our life, we're going to have a rocky life. So we must place God first in everything. If we're having financial situations, the first thing you should do is, well, God says, you know, tithe 10%, you know, and give more if you can. But also give 10% of everything you're doing, serving, just showing people love. Give 10% of everything, but really give 100% of everything, because that's what Jesus did. He died on the cross for us. Why can't we do the same? We often place God on the back burner. I got this out of a commentary, and I feel horrible for not remembering the commentary, but I'll remember later. <laughs> we must be willing to face not only family hatred, but also death. Like a cr- criminal carrying his cross to his own execution. In those days, a cr- criminal <laughs> carrying his cross was admitting that the Roman Empire was correct in executing its death sentence on him. Similar, Jesus' followers were admitting his right over their lives, and so doing one would find his life in return for having given it up to Jesus Christ. How, how many of us can say that we would give up our lives for Jesus? Because he died on the cross for us. And often we leave him on the cross, but he's not on the cross. He died for us and he rose again, but we leave him on the cross. Let's take him off of it. He died for each person in here. And, my, and this message is for the ones who, who's contemplating that they have a family. God would do absolutely everything for you. When we were, sing, when we were singing Reckless Love, I was, I, was, I was thinking about my family, and I was, I was like, man, I wish we were so, so much closer. Just like my wife's family, we're, they're so close. And I actually got very jealous of that, very jealous of that. She hasn't, even, she hasn't even met, she has met one uncle of mine. And I have like five. I don't, and I'm, not, I'm not speaking negative on them. I'm praying for them. Because I hope they know who Jesus is. And I hope if they don't want to talk to me for whatever reasons, I just want them to know who Jesus is. And I have to kind of go on the floor and just sweep it off because I have to, I have to think about my life. I have to know that I have to take care of my wife. I have to put God in first in everything. It's so one year in October. It'll be one year, it'll be one year for Abby and I to be married. And I wouldn't have ever thought that. Because I'm, I'm Mr. I, think over, I overthink everything. <laughs> you know me. <laughs> I love my family. But God blessed me with a church family. You know, I, it, I said this before, I, I didn't grow up with a mom. And I actually, when I was 15, I actually went on a Greyhound bus and went to my mom's house. It was the worst mistake of my life, because I was there for two years, and I did stuff that I wasn't supposed to be doing. I was called, 
while I was drinking, I was at parties, I was doing stuff I wasn't supposed to. Come back here, come back to Texas, straight to Hope Church. I found an adoptive mother in Teresa. I'm a spiritual father in Patrick Todd. <laughs> I don't like to cry. <laughs> but I have a family here. <laughs> Love you. You know, I, you know, if you guys think of anything, if you ever think, you know, social media, it says many things, but social media is wrong. What you read on Facebook, don't, don't trust it. If anybody speaks negativity in anybody's life, whether it's a church or whatever, whether it's a pastor or whatever, don't think it's true. Because once you walk in these doors, you know this church loves God, loves people. And you know we eat, breathe, and sleep, love God, love people, because it's the truth. When we go out and do events, when we go outside and do events, wherever we go, we want to eat, sleep, and breathe, love God, love people, because that's what matters. But at the end of the day, we got to remember when we love people, remember, if we're not talking to them about Jesus, we're, they're going to hell. And hell's a real place, and we're silent on that. So what we need to remember is if we have anybody in our family, whether it's work, church, because there's people in church that don't actually know who God is, and that might be surprising. There might be people in our family that don't know who Jesus is, and we need to talk to them about them, not put hatred down on their heart. Because one thing, we're not religious, and we shouldn't be religious. Because It's about Christ. About what he did on that cross was our afflictions, was our pain, was our agony. He did that for us. And you need to tell them what, what he did for them. Because he died for them. Number, number two, are you listening but not representing? James chapter 1, 22 to 23 out of the ESV. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. Do not merely listen to the word. Do what it says. One must become or keep on becoming a doer of the word and not just a hearer. Our problem of the church is that we rather listen and not do. I'm not speaking all boastful of me, but what I did at the gas station, I wasn't going to do that. I got up me a vitamin water and wanted to come to the church, but I wanted to speak to someone. And I was open to God. One thing for us is that we're not open to God. If we go to a street that we're scared of, remember that God is here for us and he's with us and he will speak through you. So if you're out on Bourbon Street during Mardi Gras, know that God is with you and that you're not by yourself when you're getting beer poured on and hit by beads. God is with you. <laughs> he is. It's hard. But he is with you. <laughs> it's true. It's true. You know, what we need to remember is that... What we need to remember is that we need to, we need to, we need to be a doer. You know, that's not just the pastors, not the staff, that's not just the elders. We all need to be a doer as the church. And that's what's the problem with the church. The church in general... We, we just want the, the staff or the elders to do all the work, but really, it's every single person that's sitting in this chair 
and is doing all the work. And not just for, not just for us, but for Jesus. That's the problem. They do it for themselves. We need to do it for Jesus. Point number three, we should not be comfortable. I was going, when I was, I say this a lot, I was going to Bourbon Street for a school outreach. I didn't want to do that. <laughs> As I said in the devotional, uh, and I do it every year. <laughs> so, as I said in the devotional last week, in the church devotional, we have it's called Illuminate. I think what day are we on? I forgot what day we're on. Fourteen. The link is on Facebook everywhere. <laughs> Should be everywhere. But I said last week, you know, when you go, go with the open heart. I'm not saying everybody's going to go Bourbon Street, but everybody's going to go somewhere. You know, whether it's on a trip, whether it's on a family trip, whether it's whatever. But be open. When I was, I, was, I was so nervous talking to this group of people that I honestly just wanted to be like, nope, I'm going to go this way so they can. But I knew God wanted me to go straight. So I talked to these college students because I am one. So, you know, maybe that would work. I don't know. But they were very drunk. But God can take care of that. So I was okay. <laughs> Five guys, um, one, and I was just telling this guy, you know, God loves you. Um, and this one other guy came, and he was just, you knew he was, he was very drunk. And he, he, just, he just didn't care, and he wanted to go up to you, and he wanted to punch you, and this and that. Um, and I said before, this is like a David and Goliath moment. And I was comfortable for just saying, you know, uh, God loves you and leaving, but I kept on saying, God loves you. There's a reason why you're here. Not saying it's right, but there's a reason why you're here. You know, Jesus wants you, he wants to find, he wants you to find him. And this moment where he, he went up to my face and he's like, you want to go? I'm like, no, <laughs> God, I'm here because, you know, God loves you. And I was being serious. <laughs> there, <laughs> Jesus died for you. And that's serious. And he was okay for going to hell. He was. He, he was immediately saying, yes, he was drunk. But he had some past hurt. His friends had some past hurt. And they were okay with going to hell. They were okay with people going to hell. And I said, you know what? That's what's wrong with people. That's what's wrong with people who they claim to be religious. They don't really care. The people that are truly Christ followers, we should care. Because there's people, that was about to fall, I thought, <laughs> People who care, we should care that people are sending themselves to hell. That's a real place. It really is. Heaven's a real place. Hell's a real place. And we need to tell them and proclaim the gospel because that's what we're here to do. So when God tells you, Justin or whoever, go, go to Bourbon Street, do it. If he tells you to go speak to college students, do it. Just because they're drunk, high, whatever, go to them. And I did. And after they were about to fight me, whatever, like, really no, nothing, but my leaders came in front of me and everything was okay. But I started bawling because they were fine with going to hell. And we should all be bawling on that. And then we should do something about it. I was not okay with it. In Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 to 20 out of the NIV, it says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. 
The verb make disciples also commands a kind of evangelism that does not stop after someone makes a profession of faith. The church is to make disciples. She is not merely to evangelize and make converts, but to teach and make disciples. And like I said before, making disciples is not just for the pastors, elders, and staff of the church. It is for everyone in the church. We, are all, we all are equipped to do so if we gave our life to Jesus and ultimately believe in that. Doubting? Are you doubting yourself that you can do that? Don't let the Holy Spirit guide you. All 100%. One thing I can say is from being from an intern to pastor, Pastor Todd did work. <laughs> I'm sure it was hard. But he, he never gave up on me. He prayed for me. He knew that I wanted to be a pastor, and he knew that. But he, he discipled me. So if anybody's called in here, know that people love you and that each one of you are supposed to disciple someone. And I'll challenge you today. Find someone here. Find someone outside to disciple. I can tell you it'll make your life a lot better and make their life a lot easier. Well, our, actually, our life doesn't get easier when we know God because it gets, it gets harder because Satan knows your past mistakes. He knows your faults. But the, the reward is everlasting. So if I can say anything, I'll say this. Y'all have a church family. You have a work family. You have, you have family. Know that you're loved. God would do absolutely anything and everything for you. So what does this mean for us? By, uh, number one, it says, is God first in every area of your life? In every area. It doesn't matter what area, every area. Because it needs to be God. He needs to be first in every area. Whether that is church, whether that's your relationships, whether that's finances, he needs to be first in absolutely everything. And your life will be awesome. Just is. Number two, we may listen to what God says, but how often can we say that we acted on what he called us to do. If he says to go, you better go do it. <laughs> you better go. I mean, it's just, if God says it, you should do it. And as the band comes back up, number three, if your life is comfortable, then you're not doing life right. You must, you must be open to the Holy Spirit. You must be open to know that you can speak the word of God with a boldness that is life-changing. Just because you don't, just because you know someone that doesn't know who Christ is, let the Holy Spirit guide you and you can do miracles. And it's not you, it's God. If I leave anything with you right now, remember that God loves you. You have a family that loves you. God would do absolutely everything. Stop leaving him on the cross. Let the Holy Spirit guide you and do something for the kingdom of God.